If you're going to spoil a movie, be sure to warn the people that are there. If you're going to spoil a movie, just please make sure following podcast contains spoilers for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. You have been warned. Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Clenjamin Button, along with your host, whichever way you are, Miguel Magusto. That's me, myself, and I. <laughs> you almost said it. I heard it. Yes. It's me, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> How you doing, Glenn? I am not too shabby. Yes. Uh, this week was long, and it was it was vigorous for me. <laughs> I did a whole vigorous. lot of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, a whole lot of just playing video games at my desk. It was disgusting, and I took three showers because I felt gross. Encrusted three showers to my, within a week? No, within a weekend. With, oh, within a weekend, okay. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I felt like a crusty boy on this little chair of mine. I mean, that's just a normal... I, I shower every day, so three times in three days is normal for me. Very, very <laughs> interesting. I usually like do every other day. Yeah. I don't sweat that much. Well, you're, you're a skinny person. Skinny people have that luxury. <laughs> Uh, as bigger people don't, unfortunately. It's a, so. a luxury that I live with every day. Yeah. <laughs> being able to skip a shower. Yes, but in between those showers, Glenn, did you watch any movies? Look into my eyes, now that you finally can. Look yes. deep. Look strong. I have watched two and a half movies, two of which were assigned as per usual. Oh. And the half was just like a, I kind of want to watch a movie. Oh, Ooh. man, it's way too late. I should probably get some sleep. That's how it went down. Um, so to go down the little list of what we saw, uh, we both saw Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yes. Uh, you'll have to go on to our YouTube to find out what that's all about and how our we thoughts were, all we about it. We were attacked in the middle of that review. We, we were. It was kind of disgusting, but terrifying. I made a little hilarious edit that you should go watch. Just yes. regardless. Even if you mm. just want to watch that part, that's fine. Um, and then I had started to watch last night a movie... Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And I, I was like kind of interested in the plot itself, but the movie was quite uh, interesting, the way it was executing it. Uh, the movie is called End of Days. It came out in 1999. Mm, uh, I've heard of that. It's, it's interesting so far, but uh, I'll get back to that when I finish it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I watched The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes. But, but Mike... <laughs> I know you got some stuff. I know you got some things. Yes, I do. Uh, I watch six movies. That seems to be the the average it's, now. It seems six to be your average. Yeah, five or six. Uh, five or six. Uh, before that, before I went to the place that shall not be named because I promised I would no longer name it, <laughs> uh, I was watching like at least eight a week, and now it's down to six, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know. Yeah, who's you're getting, your, getting your footing again. Yes. Uh, so the first movie I watched was Kung Fu Panda. 
rewatch for me. Uh, <laughs> I had I, I was listening to that podcast that I showed you, uh, Films to be Buried with, yep. and someone was talking about that and how three was the best one out of the three. Uh, and I haven't seen three, but I also don't remember one and two. Which so one was I, the villain in three? I don't remember. I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, Shif- Shifu, I think his name is Ian McShane, is the villain in one. Yeah, uh, I bear- I know I've seen two, but I don't remember it. Uh, and so I-, I watched this. I'm gonna watch two probably sometime this week, and then eventually watch three. But yeah, mm-hmm. I love Kung Fu Panda. It's a great, great movie. Uh, once my boy, my my baby, oh. my baby child, <laughs> once he has once he's past his Cars kick, maybe I'll show that to him. But he will mm-hmm. not watch anything other than Cars one, two, or three right now. It's ridiculous. That's uh, how my nephew was. Anytime he saw wheels, he's like yes. glued to the television yes. or whatever is circle shaped. Yeah. So uh, then I watched Transformers Rise of the Beasts. As you said, we were a review for that in which we were mm-hmm. attacked. We were victimized by a, uh, a an insect of some kind. Mm, You'll little, just have to see. A little winged fella, as they yes. say. So you should check that out on the YouTube. Uh, then I watched an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, much like you. Oh. Uh, but this one was from 1987 called The Running Man. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, it's a, a film that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I heard it's actually pretty decent, you know, even for like a cheesy action 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It was, yes. uh, you know, it's 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 got, you know, politics in it that are interesting with the dystopian future. Uh, it's a little bit like that. Uh, well, this came first, so Gerard Butler's Gamer is more oh, like yeah. this. <laughs> uh, but essentially, like, everyone watches to see criminals die, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like modernized gladiators. But not the fun American gladiators. Uh, or it wasn't called American gladiators in England. Mm-hmm. Wherever you were. You know, the the, the, the the muscle guys that used to shirt nerve guns at people. That was a fun show. <laughs> um I yeah, still so, do that every other Saturday. <laughs> so the Running Man, is, yeah. I, I don't. I, have you seen it, Glenn? I, I is is it? There's a scene in it where a guy's helmet. Come, they're on Mars or something, right? No, that is um, uh, uh, Total Recall, the I, one I, that he's on Mars. Is is so, oh, fuck? Was, there, Man, was like a, there was a scene where a dude took his helmet off and his fucking head exploded. That's that's total recall. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have seen Running Man. It's been a long time. Yeah, though. so Running Man is just like a game show uh, where they make criminals run through this gauntlet and then they mm-hmm. have these people killing them and it's like they the people who are killing them have an unfair advantage and everything. Mm-hmm. It's filled with terrible one-liners, g- terribly great one-liners from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's, that's Arnold's playground right there. Yeah, so it's just a fun movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's got the old host of Family Feud in it. I want to say his name is Richard Dawkins. I'm going to correct myself here. If it's not, but uh, you're telling one, me it wasn't Steve Harvey in there? No, it wasn't Steve Harvey in there. It's the it was the guy who used to kiss everyone, and uh, made everyone super uncomfortable. Sorry, uh, but uh, granted, if if he did that today, it'd make everyone uncomfortable. I think people actually yeah. liked it back then. But anyway, talking too much about <laughs> Running Man. Uh, then for, uh, with my Ingmar Bergman collection, I watched The Magician. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a uh, a movie uh, directed by Ingmar Bergman, of course, which involves a magician. As the name suggests. Whoa. And, uh, so he seems to have this running theme of, like, performers being prosecuted and, and censored and everything. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is about a magician who goes to a town and then the town's officials, 
like hold them captive and force them to perform a show to make sure that it's okay for their townspeople to see. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance! Essentially, that's essentially what this is. And it's it's a it's an interesting movie, definitely weird tonally. Uh, it's a, apparently a comedy. Uh, it was kind of oh. darker than I was expecting it, and I wasn't really expecting it to be a comedy. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It's got Max von Sydow in it uh, back when he was like in his 30s. Mm. But yeah, uh, really good. Then I watched The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which we're going to get into in just a second. And then I watched a movie uh, that, of course, on that podcast, Films to be Buried with, with Brett Goldstein, has been mentioned a lot because it's a movie that Brett Goldstein wrote and starred in called Super Bob. Super uh, Bob. I did just saw on or see on Letterboxd that you did see that. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is a Super Bob? So it's, it's, a, it's like this uh, comedy uh, that is part documentary, part not documentary. Mm-hmm. It's uh, about this guy who gets superpowers and becomes like property of the government and everything. And all he wants to do is go on a date. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the government keeps like getting in his way and everything. It's actually very interesting and, and, you know, poses the questions of like, if there were superheroes, would the, would it be moral for the government to, uh, control their lives not like not regulate what they do but control their lives uh it's like a it's like a boys and truman show mix without all the blood yeah yeah essentially uh but yeah i I really enjoyed that uh that's a a a nice fun 82 minutes it's a nice short movie too Mm -hmm. uh really enjoy that uh brett for those of you don't know brett goldstein plays roy kent on ted lasso Mm -hmm. uh he also has a fantastic podcast called films to be buried with with brett goldstein uh (laughs) and he's in this movie super bob which is pretty good but that's all I watched, so without any further ado, let's get into The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I always come back to the old house. What if it's empty? What if we just peeked inside? We could throw parties. You could put on one of your plays. We could yell. <laughs> This house, our house. That's not your old house, and that's not your neighborhood. Hey, if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Maybe he's right. What if we shouldn't be here? We should be here more. Some millionaire. Searches for home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind. Directed by Joe Talbot, written by Jimmy Fails, Joe Talbot, Rob Richard, uh, starring Jimmy Fails, Jonathan Majors, Rob Morgan, Tachino or Tachina Arnold. I, I'm sorry, I forgot, didn't check to how to pronounce that. Mike Epps is in there, Finn Whitrock, Danny Glover, uh, Jamal Truelove, Antoine Redis. 
and many others. Uh, this, of course, is an A24 film. We all know how I feel about A24. Yeah. Glenn also feels that way to a lesser extent. <laughs> he doesn't have a A24 t-shirts. It's, it's like whenever we warn you guys about the Marvel movies. <laughs> yes, but the opposite. Like I, yeah. <laughs> though A24 equally made my favorite movie and my least favorite movie, so yeah. I'm not like blindly in love with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this came out in 2019 when Glenn was in Virginia, so we didn't get to see it together. Mm-hmm. And I went to Philly to see it, and I absolutely, positively loved it. Maybe I don't Possibly. know. Let's find out. Um, but yeah, it's it's this it's a really interesting film in which it's kind of like a story about gentrification, but told in like a it's told like an adventure movie kind of. Yeah, uh, where like everything they do feels kind of heroic in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it sounds really weird putting it that way because they're they're grown men, but they're also kind of kind of childish at heart. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just this really interesting blend of of you know the the serious issue that is gentrification, but mixed with a coming of age tale, but told through the eyes of grown men. <laughs> Which, when you put it that way, that, sounds that absolutely is, crazy. That is the best way to describe it, actually, now that yes. I'm thinking about it. But it, at, at, at its core, it's just this beautiful movie about, like, having mixed feelings about the place you come from. Yep. Uh, and I, I know that there's a line in the end of this, of course, we said spoilers, where he overhears people shit-talking San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he asks them, do you love San Francisco? And they like say yes, but you could tell that they don't really love it. And he was like, "You can't, you can't hate it unless you love it." Yeah, they're and, like, "I'm here, so I kind, I guess I kind of love it." Yeah, and he's like, "So yeah." So it's it's just it's just a uh, you know obviously Jimmy Fails and Joe Talbot and I'm sure many others involved with this are from San Francisco, mm-hmm. so it's like it's just a beautiful you know homage to the city that they come from and, and all of its its greatness and its flaws too mm-hmm. uh and I, I thought it was just such an interesting film it's got one of the best soundtracks it's pr- the soundtrack in this is probably my top 10 soundtracks of all time personally speaking now i saw that um joe talbot was like actually a musician did he do the soundtrack for this he i didn't, didn't actually check when he uh, did the not. credits were rolling uh, I didn't know he was a musician, but that makes I, a lot of sense because there's a lot of cameos from musicians. Like uh, yeah. the w- the one of the former lead singers of Dead Kennedys uh, plays the guy that's on the Segway. He's the tour guide <laughs> on the Segway. Um, so that makes a lot of sense that he would like be a musician. Uh, the the score in this is by Emile Moseri or Moseri Moseri. Um, if I'm wrong about that, I feel super bad for misleading you. So let me let me go ahead and check oh, that. Oh, I if could, he is a musician, musician. Yeah. Uh, but the composer also did Minari, uh, a film called Kajillionaire, which is also underrated in my opinion. Uh, not too much else other than those three movies, but you know he's got a good career. And I, this soundtrack is absolutely beautiful. It, it, it's such a good addition to this film um, that that adds to that adventure element that I was talking about before, where you know these seemingly uh, I'm going to use a word and maybe use oh. it wrong. <laughs> Innocuous? Are you are you gonna do what I do? Uh, uh. No, not innocuous is not what I meant. But anyway, these seemingly like benign 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laughing at what you just said, and then I'm I laughing know. at how I read how I thought he was a musician. Oh, okay. Uh, but these seemingly benign shots of just like people standing at street corners mm-hmm. and them skateboarding through San Francisco, but adding the score that makes it seem like they're doing something heroic, like they're going to save the town somehow. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a fantastic score. Mm hmm. So to to track back, he was not a musician. I apologize for that. I'm an ass. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, but let me tell you how I read uh, mu- musician with my ADD brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Talbot is a fifth generation San Franciscan. The way Francis or Franciscan is uh, spelled. <laughs> Jesus Franciscan. Christ. Franciscan. <laughs> uh, the musician uh, Franz- Franciscan. Glenn brain melts San slowly. Franciscan. It's it's the the C I S K A N. Don't I know that's not how you spell musician. I'm saying my brain took a fart. Yeah, if if you're reading it quickly, I could see that. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, thanks for lying to me. But it, it yeah, is no true that the the former lead singer of uh, Dead Kennedys is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least according to IMDb, I don't know enough so about least, the Dead Kennedys. At least we to know had a segue true. there. No big yes. deal. Yes. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Glenn, you hadn't seen this before. You that's uh, true. Had put it on your list of movies to watch every single mm-hmm. time you ha- house sat for me. Yeah. Uh, and never once watched it. Uh, so what were your thoughts while watching this? Yeah, whenever I go to Mike's house, I do this little thing where before he even leaves, I look at all of his DVDs on his wall, and I just slowly pick pick them. I don't, like, take them out all the way on the shelf, but I slowly, like, inch them out off the shelf a little bit. I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. This one, had for the last four running years at least, uh, I guess not, yeah, no, four, uh, has been <laughs> on that little inch-out shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hadn't at least remembered... I don't know if I saw many trailers when it first released, but I hadn't remembered any trailers. So I completely forgot what my expectations were for this. Mm-hmm. So kind of, they were, honestly, they were just none. Um, I had forgotten Jonathan Majors was this in this. Uh, was this one of his first, like, leading roles? Uh, he is in a movie called Captive State, which came out before this, but that was more of a support. It was a big supporting role, but a supporting role nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, he's in another movie called Out of the Blue, which I haven't seen, uh, and White Boy Rick. Why does White Boy uh, Rick sound familiar? It's the movie with Matthew McConaughey, and there's that like teenage kid that sells cocaine or whatever. Um, okay. Um, it's an okay movie. So, but, uh, I, yeah, this is like his first major, major role. Uh, I think, yeah, between this and Love, or was it Lovecraft, maybe? I think those, or Lovecraft Country, were his, like, Lovecraft, I think, was the breakout role for him. Yeah, this so, was a, this is too small to really be, like, the big breakout, but. Yeah, so this was, like, a breakout, uh, and he was kind of, like, just from the poster, he kind of. Although he was like in the background of the poster, he was kind of like you 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 kind of saw that he might have been at least going to be pretty big just from yeah. it. Um but yeah, back to me and my expectations, they were pretty much bar none and going into this, uh, I think the the thing that really besides the um uh Jimmy Fails and uh Jonathan Majors, I think the the thing that captivated me the most was the cinematography. Yeah. And just 
right at the beginning, it's like this movie was meant for a wide screen, so get ready for that. Yeah. And then immediately you're you're shown all these like wide shots, even if it's in like tight spaces, it's wide enough to make it feel like the area that they're in is bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. There's so many great shots of San Francisco. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but I actually I fucking love San Francisco, at least how it looks. Yeah. I probably never want to actually live there, but I I love seeing all the all the houses and all that the roads yeah. it's got great architecture um mm-hmm. for sure uh i definitely would not want to live there like i yeah. i love philly and don't even want to live there even though it's very close to me i just yeah. i'm not a city person i'm like a close enough to the city where it doesn't take long to get just there but the far enough where i don't have to suburbs. deal with the traffic all the time yes yeah, <laughs> just the suburbs. just just on the outskirts yeah um uh, but not like the stupid suburbs where it's just like winding oh yeah winding houses i like the i like town centers but smaller towns mm-hmm. yeah so like i think the the cinematography alone was just super captivating especially and in the slow motion scenes especially in the slow motions especially when they were showing like big like scenery shots of like yeah uh the ocean right outside of where uh mont lives and uh so when he's like on that dock on the boat i thought that was sick Basically, the, the that preacher guy's point of view mm-hmm. to where they're sitting on the rocks. I thought that's an excellent shot. There's just so many really good shots, and and just it sh- it just shows. Obviously, out of the cinematography, you look at the last, but it just shows like <laughs> the eye for it. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. But the the next captivating thing was uh, Jimmy and and Mont's relationship and like how uh, simpatico they are. Just how close, no matter like you know how their lifestyle is is just like they're they're just best friends yeah. like they've got each other's backs no matter what the situation and the situation does get a little you know it's not a great idea what they're doing but yeah. you know it's really cool that they had each other's backs for it and we're like yeah. yeah it is a fucking great idea it's probably not but it's fucking great <laughs> yeah yeah i in my opinion this is jonathan major's best role um yeah not that he's had that many but like it's just such like a, a a a tender and and beautiful character. The character of Mont, uh, th- you know, I they, think the, they the best part about it is that it's not a a blockbuster role. So yes. it feels like it's an authentic role that yeah. he's giving. Yeah, and and I I think it's just, you know, I I am always disappointed not not f- for their life or their career or anything, mm-hmm. but for me personally when a independent film actor goes to like the marvel or star wars route yeah uh because then like it's it never feels like their career's the same mm-hmm. uh as it was before you know it, it's it, and i'm happy for them and, and their success and everything mm-hmm. um but it, it, it was a little disappointing when when he went the marvel route uh but yeah but the the character of mont is just such a like just a a, a beautiful character you know uh, they they show his tender side when like, you know they're waiting for the bus in the very beginning and Jimmy's getting antsy and and mm-hmm. he's kind of like the calming voice where it's just like it's gonna be okay the bus is gonna be here we're gonna be fine yeah uh, we're gonna be on time, um, but he's also there to support so like when Jimmy does want to start skating away he he just hops on the skateboard with him and helps him mm-hmm. and then uh, you know his father played by Danny Glover is blind and he just you know they. Uh, are watching the movie and he's describing what's happening in the movie to him yeah. and like you know where I feel like th- 
if that might annoy some people. You could tell he legitimately enjoys doing that with his father. And grandfather, it's just yeah. is that his grandfather? I thought it was his father. I'm pretty sure it's um, his grandfather. Well, either way, uh, a patriarch in his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's just such a, a, a beautiful and quick way of showing, you know, just how good of a, a, a person he is in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, then contrasting that with like the, the they're definitely like a comedic element, but like the the uh, I don't know how to describe. They're not gangsters. They're not thugs. They're just the guy standing on the corner shit talking each other. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what word to use that. Uh, to call them, but they're like this group of guys that are just shit-talking each other, and they're like... Uh, loiterers. Loiterers. That that, that's a great one. <laughs> they are technically loitering. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they are like the embodiment of toxic well, masculinity, essentially. They're just the, uh, they're just the uh, fucking the king of the hill guys sitting by the fence. That's ex- that's literally yep. what they are, without yep. the beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, maybe a little more energetic, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you just see him, like talking and, and he he never even when they're like shit talking him he never gets like upset with them or anything it's just you know he he's how i personally wish i could be but just being yeah. able to ignore people shit talking me but you know i got my irish rage in me my, so. yeah. <laughs> hey, same here my favorite line from like especially after they those guys were like kind of shit talking them a little bit mm-hmm. my favorite line is um so so mont they're back at this we didn't really say the plot too much, but they're back at the their place, and he's Mont's like drawing the the guys who were just shit talking, and uh, Jimmy goes, "Really, you drawing those guys?" and and Mont just goes, uh, "What the fuck was it? It's like uh, just because they they were rude to me doesn't mean I can't appreciate them." Yeah, it's like that. That is such like a, a great. I can't do that. I'm too much of a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, somebody does one wrong thing to me. I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but like that, I wish I could be like just open minded like that and just mm-hmm. like let go of things that easily. Yeah. Uh, and, he's uh, he's sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You were. Oh, I I'm going to go then. Um, he's such he's such a great character. And I wish the yeah. only flaw that I have with him is that he's not on the screen more. <laughs> yes. And and that's not even a bad thing. This movie's two hours long. I could have I could have took another fifteen extra minutes of just like Mont and Jimmy hanging out like that's how mm. great they were together or just or just Mont yeah but like there is like a part where like Mont is kind of like free from Jimmy's side and like that that was a great little like a uh, part of the movie because uh, you could see that specific scene is that even when he's not by Jimmy's side he's got his back and he's trying to mm-hmm. figure out. Like the bottom of whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah, and dude's an absolute G, man. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, we still are dancing around the plot. Where the plot yeah. is, Jimmy is obsessed with this house that his family used to live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's told growing up that his grandfather built it with his bare hands and everything. Uh, even though, like, the timeline doesn't make sense because, like, hi- history shows that uh, this was built in the 1840s, not the 1940s or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever the exact timeline is. Um, it was a hundred years before they he was actually told. Yeah. When so I think they they it's 1840s, it. 1940s, something yeah. like that. Uh, and it's a it's a beautiful house. You know, he, there, when there's this old white couple living there, he fixes it up, much to their chagrin. Yeah. Uh, they they get upset with it. Well, the 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 uh wife gets upset the husband the husband's just, just like, like this is weird but it's fine yeah they're like hey it's kind of weird but i, I guess you're doing good things <laughs> um 
and then uh, you know when they find out that uh, uh, well, um, Mont the character Mont finds out that uh, it, his grandfather didn't build it, and uh, you know saw that it was actually built in the eighteen forties, mm-hmm. um, and it's shortly after everything's falling apart. You know, like they're gonna lose even having any access to the house at all. Uh, one of those loiterers was shot and killed. Everything's falling apart. Everything at the same time just goes down. Yeah. Mont throws this play uh, that they hold within that house that they're squatting in um, after the elderly couple moves out. They're not even that old. They're probably in their 60s. They're like Uh, uh, 50s. Yeah, late middle-aged. Late middle-aged. Um, but it's, uh, you know, he throws his play and that's what I love about this is that through line, uh, mentioning when he says, uh, you know, I can still appreciate them even though they're mean is, Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy fails kind of wraps that up perfectly during that play. They're talking about the, the guy who was killed and the, the last, uh, you know, they were used to be friends with that guy and, and kind of started to rekindle that friendship. Mm -hmm. But then the last time they saw him had a falling out and, uh, Mont during the play asks Jimmy how he feels about that guy, and he he kind of like breaks it down. He's like, well, you know, the last thing he said to me was kind of messed up, uh, but you know, he was overall a good guy. And then he says, people aren't all one thing, and yeah, uh, that's the through line for everything. People, cities, whatever you love, isn't always just one hundred percent good. There are bad mm-hmm. things with good things. And it's it's not a message that's like shoved in your face. It's like a a, a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing, or yeah. or you know not listen and you'll miss it. And it's it's such a a, a beautiful message hidden behind this very stylized film mm-hmm. that is just you know it's it's uh, a coming of age adventure with grown adults <laughs> with 30 year old men <laughs> that's about gentrification yeah so it's, it's just a very weird and unique film but it's just it works on every level in my opinion i i i love it it's, it's got great comedy in it where you know yeah jimmy fails is talking to one of the neighbors when they move into the house uh and he says i'm gonna be the best neighbor you ever had and then after he leaves the neighbor's just like what the fuck was that all about <laughs> <laughs> so it's got it's got it's got moments where it, it realizes how ridiculous it is and, and po- points that out. But that's also just, it's w- saying that that's just kind of what San Francisco is. Uh, at least that's what the film says. I've never been to San Francisco, so I can only go off of yeah. the, the uh, rumors and the, the um, God, what's the word? Not representation. Fuck. Whatever. The rumors, whatever, the, rumors, the whatever, uh, but yeah, it's it's so great. The, it's, uh, it's a great way to tackle a topic like that too, like gentrification, like gentrification. Yeah, because yeah. like I mean, it's happening more and more everywhere. Yeah. Like it's it's happening in, in Coatesville right now. It's happening. Um, in, it's in happening literally every single town. Like yeah, tearing, it's happening tearing in Phoenixville. These, it's like happening yeah. all around us, and it's kind of crazy. And not uh, only does gentrification. Uh, like uh push out lower income families mm-hmm. but it also replaces beautiful architecture with the ugliest yeah. shipping container architecture i fucking with hate modern architecture Starbucks, so much target bring it baby mm. let's go yeah. so yeah it's it, it's definitely it's happening even in, in like the suburbs and let alone yeah. the big cities and it's just it's just disgusting honestly other than like the class issue and the race issue of gentrification yeah. 
people should be offended at how horrible the architecture of gentrification is because yeah. it's it's hideous. It takes it takes away all culture and all personality that a city has. I, I absolutely hate everything about it. <laughs> like uh, I think I forget what the lines exactly were in the beginning, but like that that preacher dude. Um, I don't even know what to call him. I don't think he was a preacher. But no, he was a preacher. He was, was a street he? preacher. Yeah. Um, but like, at least according to the the cast, right in the beginning, he was. He was boasting. He's like, "We got these, we got these classic homes out here on one side of the street, and on the other, on the other, there's these box houses or, or some yeah. shit like that." And it, it, I mean, even looking at it, like they're they are run down, but they are like amazing looking houses. And then you've got the most copy paste, uh, Karen houses you could ever ask for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, but I mean, at, at at the end of it, like this 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 was a great movie to tackle. Like, they they did it lightheartedly. Like they 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 were like it was a big point, but like they did it lightheartedly, and they they did jokes about it, and like didn't make it in your face. You yeah. know, they didn't and like shove it in there. On top of that, they didn't hide the fact that there's a lot of homeless people in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they showed that they're people. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty much any homeless person that they showed was shown that they're talented. Like yeah. they have that one, uh, the that fucking one opera singer dude, the opera singer. <laughs> um, you know, they they. Uh, uh, I think the other guy was just a busker, the guy who I, sings I the, think, the um, San Francisco song. But I think like, in Mont's play, uh, I think those those uh, homeless guys were actually singing for the play. Yeah, I could I, at least one of them. I think are, those guys are either homeless or buskers, but like, yeah, the 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 definite homeless people that they showed are given some kind of personality and not yeah. just like, a, look at these people. They're yeah, like, look at hey, this homeless guy. These are these are people with lives. They're they're just on hard times. They're with. Mm-hmm. They have lives. They have personalities. They're not just these blank faces. Yeah, uh, and that that's you know part of every city. You know, every city has a homeless people problem because. Cities are fucking expensive, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, it, so many people just like look past them. Even me personally, I I've looked past them just because, you know, if I paid attention to every homeless person, I'd end up giving like a hundred dollars a day every time I passed one. <laughs> and why don't you, you bastard? Because I can't afford. No, it's. It. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 not easy. Yes. Um, but you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a fantastic film. I, I could continue talking about this. I still have so many notes I didn't even touch on, but they're, it'd be, you know, all over the place if I mentioned them. <laughs> uh, so the last thing I'll say, you know, great film overall, great tone, great, you know, blend of, of humor and drama. Uh, but the, the most impressive thing is that the woman who plays Jimmy's mom is not related to Jimmy Fails at all. They look so similar. It's so great, the casting. They look so yeah. similar. Uh, well, they, they could be distantly related, but I couldn't find anything that suggested they were related. And it's just great casting. She looks so much like him and, and vice versa. I, I was very impressed with that casting. <laughs> I'm just, uh, holy shit, I didn't even realize that was the guy. Um, so I'm reading one of the trivias right now. Mm-hmm. And you, the guy who who sings the song, the San Francisco song, yeah, 
he's actually the guy who sings I Got Five on it. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I, that's and, hilarious. And he sings it afterwards. It's so funny. The, I he's love a, that scene because like, Jonathan Major's reaction is so legitimate. Like, yeah. that wasn't scripted. You could tell that wasn't scripted because the guy, like, <laughs> apologizes after saying one sentence and Jonathan Major's like, no, no, no! I gotta hear you sing this in person! Go! <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a just great like, what else you got? And then, boom, I yeah. got five on it. Um, it's so funny. And then what the the very last thing I say, and I promise this is the last thing, is that during the play when he's reading the tweets about the uh, you know, people that tweeted about Kofi, the, the mm-hmm. man who died, yeah. um, I, I love that because it, it was kind of true where it's just like the people who abandoned a situation always speak the loudest and act like it affected them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, kind of the, the whole fakeness that social media makes people, uh, you know, makes people act like they were more connected to someone or an or event e- than they actually or even are. act like they showing they cared in any sort of way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, just here's, here's my like, you know, prayers and thoughts. I yeah. miss him so much. It doesn't mean shit unless you carry it with you, you know, yeah, exactly. in person, obviously. And then the, I love how he followed that up with ask, asking the people mm-hmm. there how they felt about them. Yeah, put them and, on the spot and made them actually like think, yeah, hey, how, how and, did you feel? Yeah, and, and the the one woman that sticks with me is that one woman who's just kind of like shy. She's like, you know, he was just nice. Like not, not yeah. singing praises about him, just like how any stranger – or like an acquaintance would say, he's like he was yeah, nice. Yeah, she probably just, saw him like every once in a while, but yeah, they never really. Had but any. it wasn't fake; it was very yeah. real. Like how how she responded, it was like it just kind of makes me sad, you know. Like it, she's not, it was she's very not sad. Her her life's not ending because he's dead, but it is a very sad thing. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's it's such a I don't know. I love the community of this movie. It's it's mm. just such a great great community, and yeah, it's uh, it, I it's, love it. <laughs> it's it's fantastic in every aspect. Yes, it's. I mean, you could probably find flaws if you cared enough. Yeah, it's, every movie it's, has flaws. It's it's hard to find them, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Mike Epps with his little <laughs> short stint was yeah. funny because like there's there's he's this guy in a car and he like stole the car from Jimmy. He too, stole dude. the car from Jimmy <laughs> or his dad at least, and yeah. like they don't even show who's in the car at first, but you you hear you hear his voice. I, I'm like, that's fuck it, that's got to be Mike Epps. That's like Mike there's Epps, no yeah. and there's nobody else that I could picture right now. And yeah. of course they they to do a shot with him in the car. I'm like, <laughs> yep, there yeah. he is. It's yeah. my boy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a fantastic movie in every sense. I'm, and I'm so uh, glad you liked it. And I wish I watched this either, obviously, in 2019 when you saw it in Philly. I wish I watched it with you, or I wish I watched it at your house. Because it does it does not hit the same from, like, not having all that equipment or anything, or yeah. a bigger screen or anything. Uh, yeah, it, this was the first time I watched it uh, in my, like, with surround sound since, since yeah. theaters. I obviously saw it in theaters with surround sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it like, the surround sound in it is, is great. Like, it's it's just such a great mix. Yeah, it's no, it's it's a fantastic film, and I regret not just watching it with you at all. <laughs> How dare we go through a breakup? I should have watched it with you. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> uh, but that's all I got to say. Uh, I think so too. Yeah. So that does it for a review for the last Black Man in San Francisco. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not goes to the cave or shelf for the legs of Apostle and Handmaiden. This was my movie this week, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go first. I think it's it's very clear 
that this is a no for me. It's got to be. It's, it's right it's, in the trash can. Sorry, sorry. It's not a no for me. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's not a yes. In the trash can is what I said. Yes, it goes on the shelf. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, honestly, this time, really sitting down and trying to dissect it, I probably appreciated it more than the first few times I watched it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a movie that keeps on giving. Like, the more you watch it, the more you see. Uh, and yeah, I, it absolutely goes on the shelf for me personally. Uh, I would say the same. It was a fantastic yeah. first watch, and Jonathan Majors was just so fucking good. So was Jimmy Fails too. Yeah, yeah. Not not enough credit for him, from what I've been yeah. hearing. Rob Morgan, who is barely in it, he plays uh, uh, Jimmy Fails' dad. He's great mm-hmm. in like the two scenes he has. Oh yeah, uh, it's such a great ensemble cast. Uh, Finn Whitrock is like the best kind of asshole. Yeah, that that you want in that kind of role. Uh, and I love Finn Whitrock, so it takes a lot for me to dislike him, and I disliked yeah. him in this. And in, in like, you even know, though he was being a nice, he him. was being a bad good guy. Yes. He was kind of like an anti-hero in a way. Yes, where he was like, "Hey, I'm on your side. I'm, I'm on your side, but you, you gotta not do that." <laughs> yeah. So yes, uh, last black man in San Francisco goes under the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings mm-hmm. us to our assignment for next week. Glenn, oh, what you got for us? So remember that movie I was talking about earlier that I only halfway finished? Yes. I want to watch that with you. Not only A, I want to talk about a Schwarzenegger movie, because I feel like it's been a little bit of a minute, but also because I think it's an interesting enough talk about Mm -hmm. that I I think it would make for a good episode. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and go over to Arnold Schwarzenegger's End of Days which will be on Netflix and Tubi with ads. December 31st, 1999. The end of a century. The end of a millennium. The beginning of the end. He's coming for you, Christine. Can you see him? Who are you? How do you know my name? He's gonna find you, Christine. May God forgive us! Let her go. How can you expect to defeat me when I am forever and you are just a man? the end of the century satan visits new york in search of a bride it's up to an ex-cop who now runs an elite security outfit to stop him now do it without laughing i can't it's (laughs) it's such a fucking hilarious synopsis i never read the synopsis until now (laughs) um gabriel byrne i don't know gabriel byrne was in it um yes it's directed by uh, peter hyams 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 L'chaim, yeah. Uh, written by Andrew W. Marlowe. Uh, stars Andrew, uh, I almost said Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Schwarzenegger. Gabriel <laughs> Why are you Byrne. calling him Andrew Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I said Arnold. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gabriel Byrne, Robin Tooney, uh, Kevin Pollock, CCH Pounder. Yes. That's, that's a name. 
Yeah. Uh, Derek O'Connor, uh, David Weisenberg, Rainer Jude, and there's just so many more in there. Yeah. Um, Miriam Mar- oh. Margolis. I was, I was just uh, Udo Kier, Mark Margolis. Uh, Rod Steiger. Oh, yeah. Rob tell Steiger's me Rod in Steiger's in this. Oh, yes, please. Um, so, yeah, I think I think this will be an interesting talk about. Um, and also, I just wanted to see I just wanted to see a, an Arnold movie with you, yes. not an Andrew Garfield movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about an Andrew Schwarzenegger movie? Now, that is some love making I would love to see. <laughs> and wh- where can we find this again? Sorry. That will be on both Netflix, uh, if you have that subscription, and if you don't, yes. it's on Tubi with ads. So there cool, you go. Cool, cool, cool. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger in End of Days. That is our mm-hmm. assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch End of Days. Ah! 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 Put the cookie down! Give me the cookie. (laughs) It's not a tumor. You're going to hear a lot of that next week. I'm apologizing in advance. Goodbye, the everybody. devil! Ew! Ah, Satan! <laughs> Did you say Hail Satan? Uh, I didn't know. I said Ah, Satan. But All it right. came off as Hail Satan. I, I didn't say Hail Satan. I Hail believe Satan. you. I do. Hail Satan. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>